1: You know it's Taz and
2: Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey.
3: All right, it is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Monday morning on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. You've got Connor and Mike across the way, bogish with your updates till 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We go, and uh, we'll be joined uh, a little later on this hour by Bobby Carpenter, NFL analyst, former uh, linebacker at Ohio State with the Dallas Cowboys as well. He'll join us, NFL analyst. We'll chat with him. His impressions week one, what we should read into, what should we overreact to or not overreact to. So all that coming your way later on this hour, Taz. But uh, first, let's kick off this hour. Here we go, the three.
1: It is now time for the three we get you caught up on the three
0: biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose, number one. Patriots crush the Steelers as oh, the Antonio God. Brown era in New England oh, is about God. to begin. Yeah, look at Bogus trying to
3: pull a Zach Martin there. Wow. Zach out all week long, wow. the voice of the three here on Taz and the Moose. And Thank you. There's wow. Bogus trying He's to pull tried, a funny.
2: Yeah. yeah, you know, because it, it's as if... As if his voice is not on our show enough as it is. Now he's gotta beg Mike to do the three and then like you said, try to be funny guy.
0: Real funny. Real funny, Andrew. Antonio Brown
2: Yes, so annoying.
3: Uh as the Patriots last night destroy the Pittsburgh Steelers thirty-three to three the final. Not much uh, went well for, for Pittsburgh in this one. Connor had uh, 21 yards on the ground, Roethlisberger, 276 through the air, and an interception. Everything went well uh, for the New England Patriots uh, as Brady threw three touchdowns. Uh, they ran for 98 yards, nearly 100 yards as a team. Uh, and you look at it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different Patriots, um, in, including the great Ryan Izzo, caught passes uh, from Tom Brady last night. Um, against the the Pittsburgh Steelers and it should be no surprise they handle Pittsburgh very easily, especially up in Foxborough. They do, they have that Steeler defense still has yet to adjust. Their linebackers can't cover what the Patriots are looking to do. Guys are running wide and free. Dorsett with a couple touchdowns. The Patriots look like the Patriots on a night in which uh, they get, you know, unfurl the championship banner, Taz, and Everyone's going raucous up at Foxborough. Uh, the Patriots lay the wood on the Steelers.
2: Yeah, it was a complete beatdown. Just a just a beating. There was never any. Just it felt like there was no flow for the Pittsburgh Steelers at all. Uh, Roethlisberger in the pocket. You know, we know he's not fleet-footed. He's never never has been. I got to be honest. He looked old. He looked heavy. Uh, he looked he looked uh, sluggish. Is the right word? I think I, I want to use the, the adjective. He looked sluggish. Um, and he, like I said, he's never been known to be like super fast out of the pocket, he's always been a little heavy footed, but he looked really clunky. Um, I don't think you know, I, yeah, I can't think of any other adjectives. And and there just was no uh, Juju, okay? Juju is supposed to be Antonio Brown's replacement, meaning he's the one receiver, you know, he's the guy, he's gonna be the guy. He had he was eight of six for 78 yards, you know. So, I mean, it's like you know, it's just somehow you would think at this point. Ben and Juju would have a better rhythm going, but you got to tip your cap to Bill Belichick running that defense for the Patriots because they looked great, Moose.
3: Oh, they look fantastic. Um, and you know, New England, as we we talked a lot about these teams that look kind of like with the uh, preseason, the way that it, you know the way that preseason football is handled um you look at a lot of teams and they get out of the gate walking. Uh, you know the Patriots handle their preseason properly and they seem to always get off to great starts especially at home. Uh, you know they I'm not telling you they win every opener every single year, but uh, they you know they they know what they want to do going into it and they're able to accomplish it more often than not. Um, you know they're six and0 in their career at home versus the Steelers including the playoffs when you look at Brady, um, he's been absolutely brilliant against this Steelers defense, regardless of who the personnel on that Steelers defense and what they're trying to do. They're able to adjust as the game goes along. Taz and um, he looks great. He doesn't look like a quarterback in his forties. He was making pinpoint throws. He had the arm strength last night. Whatever he's doing, he continues to do. And the the most impressive thing is the drive and the hunger. That still drives both men uh, that are the faces of that franchise, even with all the success they have.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, it, 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 what do you say about the Patriots? They are a full They're blown brilliant. dynasty, and you'll empire. never see anything like this again. No, I mean you're a Yankee fan, and you've witnessed all the great Yankee success and teams for years and years. And the New York Yankees franchise is you know revered, uh, just as the Patriots are. And, I think the Patriots might outdo the Yankees. They might, you know, be a, a, a more of a I don't know, um, the best sports franchise of all time. I mean, uh, it's that, tough a, to say all time. I all mean, times an overstatement, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I don't think you'll,
3: you know, I, I think in current times, I think they are. I, I, I think the brilliance they've been able to carry. I, I think when you look at, you know, say the Canadians in the NHL, mm. when you look at the rain, when you look at the uh, Yankees in Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, you even look at the Steelers historically, what they've been. You know, you look at the uh, the Patriots in this run, though. Taz, I don't. I you know, it's it's greater than the Yankees run in the late '90s. In yeah. what the Yankees winning in four or five um, mm. World Series, it's it's greater than that run because the amount of times they've been in the Super Bowl, the amount of times that they've won it. And the duration of time that they've been able to carry this brilliance over.
2: Yeah, it's amazing, especially in, has in modern times. They set out how sports change, athletes change, the evolution of the athlete, and how much faster they are, and bigger, stronger, faster, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well,
3: think about this great thing that was pointed out last night during the course of the broadcast. Didn't think about it, right, Devin Bush. Yeah, linebacker, Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Right. Two thousand one. Tom Brady played. Against Devin Bush's father.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> think about that. That's think, crazy. I mean, think about that. That shows you how Brady is just.
3: I mean, he's, so, he's a robot. Right. So a robot. He played against Devin Bush Sr., then a member of the Cleveland Browns. I didn't know that. Now, Devin Bush Jr. is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. right? The former Michigan Live Hacker. Sure, sure, yeah, excellent. Who linebacker. was a first round draft first round choice, 10th yep. overall. So Brady has played against Devin Bush's father in 2001. That's now crazy. he played against his son last night. Wow.
1: wow.
3: That's
2: insane. Think about that. It is insane. Think about the
3: timing and all that goes into it. I mean, and the amount of, the brilliance and how Brady's been able to carry this along. It's
2: amazing. It's insane. It's amazing. And that's why I do think they could go down to be the best. I know I said it before. I'm not going to back it up. The best sports franchise maybe of all time. You're saying modern time. I feel the Yankees had that. I think we're starting to see the Patriots pass the Yankees. (laughs) Look, best sports yeah, franchise it. in the world ever right Yankees Lakers yeah. uh, Manchester United okay soccer football club they just don't have the number of championships i know they're on their way uh, to the... i'm not i'm not a Patriot lover you know that so i hate that the, Pat, the
3: pats are going to win you know 20 more championships yes <laughs> so when
2: they played last night brady's, they could do that brady's now they could brady win. what's yeah, that? right brady's 65 years old still playing still quarterback going playing against Devin Bush's grandson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, exactly.
0: Uh, all right, uh, next. Number two. The Titans destroy the Browns. Oh, I forgot he was uh, doing this.
3: They do. They certainly do, the Tennessee Titans. Here is, uh, let's play Delaney Walker talking about the, uh, the Cleveland Browns after the, what was it, 43-13 final Tennessee victory.
2: Take a listen. The circle this game. Be, we, this is just another game. We ain't worried about it. I'm going to tell you again, man. They were who we thought they were. Y'all can crown them if
0: you want to crown them. still got to play football.
3: Yeah, you do. Here is Mayfield at the loss. Everybody's going to throw us in the trash. I think that's good. I know what type of men we have in this locker room. And quite frankly, I don't really give a damn what happens on the outside. I know how we're going to react. I know what we're going to do. How we're going to bounce back. And we got a Monday uh, night game coming up. So... Uh, so-
2: uh, we don't really care. Look, I can't even wait for him to stop talking. Yeah, I, see, see, that's what I meant early. Say it's not humble. I just I'm glad we played it again because it's not. He's not being humble. He he needs to be humbled. And you would think getting his team getting his their asses kicked. Yes, they would humble him a little bit. And getting embarrassed, all the chatter, all the weapons, all the hype. Guys like us talking about how they're going to be the champs, how they're going to go this far and that far, and blah, blah, blah. And then they get spanked by the Titans, and and. uh... I don't know. I, I would have liked to hear Baker Mayfield. I, I respect his toughness. I respect his heart. I know I know the chip on his shoulder. It's, it's, it's well documented. We've all talked about it at nauseam. I know. But I think that's a point where you got to tuck tail a little bit and suck it up. And you got to say, you know, hey, the media should be ripping us. Hey, really we, care. We, we, we played really bad. Hey, we deserve it. Whatever any any ridicule we're gonna get, we deserve. Instead, he comes out like I don't give a damn about it. Oh, relax, tough guy. But okay, isn't that relax. just the Mayfield way, though? But but that yeah, it is. But then when, it is the Mayfield way, you're right. That is his way in his second year in the NFL because this is he's a polarizing guy, and he there's a target on him now. Physically and, sure. and, and and for people like us who, who are content providers, I, I get, you know? Yeah, no, no, true, Taz. But I, I guess I look at it as he chirps, he, man. Be, he chirps a lot. No, he
3: does. But he could also be putting something else out there for us to take in. But he could also internally be, be feeling a little bit humbled by what transpired. But,
1: but I, you I, know what I mean? I, because I he's had this you. tough
3: guy, us against the world mentality. I'm not going to show my, you know, you know, soft underbelly, the the macho world of the National Football League, but you know, me walk, double walk on in college, Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick, you know, I'm I'm going to maintain the course. Everything's going to be all right, and and does it in his kind of you know snotty way, uh, but isn't that just kind of him being him? I mean, I would. Taz, would do you think those guys were humbled? If they weren't humbled oh, after that kind of a loss, eighteen penalties over one hundred and eighty yards, lose a game by home by thirty points, Mayfield throws three interceptions. Yeah, you know, if that, then that coaching staff has got a lot of work to do at because, home.
2: At home, yeah. That happened.
3: that should be a case. That should be a case of. Um, that should be a case in, in terms of where uh, you know you you walk out of there saying you know we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, and and
2: they do. They do. And I think that the the lack of. Humility and being humble is coming from Freddie Kitchens at the top. Yeah, he wants to be Mr. Player Coach. He wants to be Baker's buddy, and buddy, and he, and ba- Baker wants to be buddy with the head cheese. Okay, that's great. Well, that that didn't help you get your ass with forty three to thirteen at home. That your fan base was booing and going off. I saw some stuff on Twitter uh, from during the game yesterday. Uh, like, dude, people. I mean, there was some alcohol involved, but fans, Browns fans in the stadium, it was like, yeah, an uproar. I mean, they were really mad at that team. Well, I'm sure. I'm like, really uh, I'd not bothered too.
3: All they, all they did was talk. Everyone would speculate. I bought in. You bought I in. I bought in too. And, we got these great weapons on
2: this team, dude. Oh, how do you a, not win? It was a disaster. Well, play close. You oh. got Landry. You got Beckham. You got Beckett and then Jokic. We had 37 yards. One of the better tight ends in the game we got 37 yards. Well, How
3: about Delaney Walker saying we circled this one on
1: the calendar? We yeah. wanted this one, oh, and yeah. they
3: played like it. They really did. Mm, uh, sure did. Uh,
0: all right, next. Number three. Red Sox fire Dombrowski one year after title. How uh, well, obnoxious is
2: his voice when he well, does good Well, which this. was stunning purpose.
0: Well, usually his voice it says, doesn't effect. get me that many. Yeah, he Well,
2: does he's it. doing it for effect. he knows that I'm he's gonna prod me. That's why. Well,
3: no, how about I mean how about the fact that Dave Dombrowski is out? Uh, now the Red Sox have not had a good year. Um, one year after winning a championship, the sixty-three year old is out after being the architect and leading that team to a title a year ago. Now, you know, he didn't help himself. He handed out, handed out well, what it looks like it's going to be a terrible contract to Chris Sale mm. uh, during the course of the offseason, uh, Taz. But, um, you know, I was surprised. I was not, you know, and, and mind you, we, we don't live in Boston. I wasn't right. reading the tea leaves on a day-in,
2: day-out basis. But I was surprised that Dombrowski was fired last night. I, I was too. I mean, you know, you, you just were in a championship with this team. You built some, you know. Built something special. Uh, you go seventy six right now. They're at seventy six and sixty seven, and they're sitting third in the, in the AL East. Okay, right on, right on. Obviously the Yankees, and then it's Tampa Bay. So, like, I, I, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? But yeah, I was surprised too that that that, that they canned them. I really was. But look, they they you know it's going to be tough for the Boston fans and for the ownership and everything that the Yankees. That's their arch rival, probably one of the best rival, probably the best one of the best uh, top two or three rivalries in sports history: Yankees and uh, and Red Sox. I give it a lot of history today, a lot of all time comments, history. Yeah. I don't normally do that. But anyway, uh, so they got to be really pissed that the Yankees are just dominating, sitting at 94-50 and 50 yeah, right now. Yeah, but
3: it shows you, Taz, I guess you look at some of the deals that he handed out. David Price, the $217 million deal. He's got $96 million remaining, final three years of that contract. I mentioned the sale deal. Uh, signed a five-year, $145 million extension in spring training. It does not begin until next year. Gave Nate Ivaldi $68 million to Evaldi. Uh First year of a four-year deal. He has struggled this year. Um, you know, Cora said he was shocked, uh, quote-unquote, by the news that Dombrowski was out. Um, usually you give, but, uh, you know, you look at egos, I guess relationships. They didn't like the way that the money was spent. Dombrowski has been a free spender in a lot of spots that he has been. Uh, helped deliver a championship there but it was just not well, good enough for him to remain out there and I guess over recent weeks uh, <laughs> that uh, his future was uh in, in was cloudy to put it but nobody expected him to get fired last night
2: no uh, and you know if you think about this bu you know this if you're a um a coach on that team or you know or a player on that team you know you, you they put they are putting everybody on notice when they do something like this they're going right there and you're you're gonna you're gonna just cut the knees out, fire the president of the team after winning a World Series a year before. A year of just winning a World Series, and and then you go and you fire the guy. If you're a player on that team or a coach, you're like, man, nobody's safe here. You know, these guys aren't playing around. You know, it it puts everybody on notice, too. Well, it
3: does, and if you're Cora, how do you feel? Dvorak is the one that brought you in. You're some of those guys, and and they're going to have a difficult scenario here with the money that they've laid out for some of those starters here with Mookie Betts. Who's expected to make well over twenty-five million dollars in arbitration, and they're looking to try and sign Mookie Betts to a long-term deal. If they can't, the general manager who steps in, um, you know, is is going to have to ha- have a scenario where he has to trade Mookie Betts, which right. would be impossible that, to do.
2: Yeah, Boston, I know, I know. As I good know. of a
3: player as he is, a so good player, yeah. Dabrowski out. Uh, the sixty-three-year-old, he's had a lot of successes as an executive in Major League Baseball. one last year with the Boston Red Sox. Out year uh, out this season uh, after the Red Sox have kind of uh, stumbled their way through the 2019 campaign. So there you have it. Your big three storylines on this Monday morning will come back. We got an update. Bobby Carpenter will join us as well. We'll talk a little National Football League with him. Reaction of week one. Look ahead to the two Monday night games tonight. You got a double dip. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio.
1: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
3: All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. We'll run around the National Football League with Bobby Carpenter, a former star at Ohio State, Dallas Cowboy as well, current NFL analyst. See him all over the place. he will join Taz and myself here momentarily. Bogish, what's going on, Andy? Oh,
0: hey, guys.
2: So, doing,
0: before officially By the way,
2: good job on our updates. I heard you guys
0: compliment me earlier. Oh, yeah, I listening. appreciate that, yeah, for putting me over. That's really sweet of you. Nope. Before officially Adding Antonio Brown, the Patriots look pretty dangerous already in the air. Shotgun snapped to Brady, backs up, four-man rush, dumps it off across to the middle. Catch oh. by Gordon, striding to the twenty, and he goals yeah. at the five, out of a tackle,
2: staying alive into the end zone, touchdown, Patriots.
0: Bob Sosie and Taz on Patriots Radio. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> who was who oh, that, was the other that guy? That is Scott Zola. Got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: We've yeah. had him on.
2: That's right. No, I, I, he's I, I, not I, I, been on. We've talked. We about haven't him. had him on. No, uh, we should have him on. I love having guests like that on. But, no, we I, we haven't had him. on. We might confuse them what that we had on. That don't matter. I'm confused him with somebody. I don't know. <laughs> I don't that don't that know that could be I <laughs> mean, literally no knowing. Could be anybody. that's it. Mike's got. See, Mike understands. Dave Lapham, Oversell Jones. He's right. That's who I. That's who I confused him with. Yeah. I don't have really. Yeah. Yeah, because Lapham goes a little out of control on his Bengals. That's exactly what yeah, – Mike, Oh, thank you. No, not exactly. to the level of Zolak. Okay, well, while you two are laughing at me, bullying, not, bullying me making fun you. of me. I'm not. Uh, okay, was, so Dave Lapham, yeah. ding, ding, winner. Okay, right, okay. <phone rings> Congratulations, saying. Mike. Mike knows. Mike. You... There's, there's a connection with Mike and I. Mike understands we're on the same Zen line, Mike and I. I knew where your brain was going. That's scary, but you do. Damn. Yes. <laughs> That is. All right. I think way. it's scarier for you, Taz. Yeah,
0: it might be. Uh, right, that me. was the first that of three T D passes from Tom Brady. The other two to Philip Dorsey said. The Pats also looked good on D, smothering Ben Roethlisberger Steelers in Foxborough last night. We just couldn't
3: couldn't um couldn't convert. Um third downs, we couldn't get drives, couldn't sustain things. Um, you know, and that's
0: that's partly on us and Partly because of them. So the Patriots start their season with a 33-3 route. They've won their last 14 regular season home games, and today they should officially sign Brown. Baker Mayfield picked off three times. His Browns committed 18 penalties, humbled at home in Week 1 by the Titans, 43-13. The Cowboys crushed the Giants, 35-17. Four touchdown passes from Dak Prescott, 53 yards and a score. From Ezekiel Elliott, the Rams held off the Panthers 30-27. The Bills turned a 16-0 hole into a 17-16 W at the Jets. And the Cardinals and Lions played to a 27-all tie in Arizona. Kyler Murray, a pair of fourth-quarter TD throws to survive regulation. The Niners returned two Jameis Winston picks for scores in a 31-17 win in Tampa Bay. The Vikings topped the Falcons 28-12. The Ravens shame the Dolphins 59-10. That's a new final score in NFL history. No game before yesterday had ended 59-10. We've now had 1,048 unique final scores in league history. Tonight, we get the Saints hosting the Texans. Then it's Denver in Oakland. As you guys mentioned last segment, the Red Sox firing team president Dave Dombrowski last night. And as you mentioned, Manager Alex Cora owes Dombrowski his job. He's a guy that gave me a
2: chance to, to come here and, and be a big league manager, and you know, it's one of those that they cut me.
1: You know, they told me, they just told me, so I'm, you know, I, I'm not I'm not ready to talk about.
0: Dombrowski fired as the Yankees closed out a 10-5 win at Fenway last night, and Rafael Nadal a five-set win over Daniil Medvedev to win his fourth U.S. Open yesterday. Guys.
3: All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Let's hit the uh, guest lines. welcome aboard. Talk a little bit more NFL. Bobby Carpenter joins us now. Hey, Bobby, Taz and the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. What's up, Bobby? Hey, gentlemen. My pleasure. Yeah, you got it. Uh, you know, when there's you know, so many different ways you can go, uh, reacting to what transpired yesterday, Bobby. But I guess, um, you know, what, Im- what impressed or stunned you the most by what transpired on the first NFL Sunday?
4: Ooh, gosh, there was uh, yeah, there was a, a couple things. Number one, probably how bad Miami was. I mean, I understand what you're trying to tank, but I mean, I don't think the, the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL, and it looked like a big 12-game points out there. Um, Atlanta going into Minnesota, and I think part of it is Atlanta didn't play very well, but Minnesota, I think, is a team that is going to challenge in the NFC. And then I was surprised at how... Bad the Cowboys beat up on the Giants, to tell you the truth as well. I thought the defense would be a little bit better than that, but Cowboys look to be clicking on all cylinders on offense, and I was surprised that like you don't get Daniel Jones in there at some point in the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, they had him in, as you know, Bobby Earl, um, late, very late in the fourth quarter for a few, then he fumbled when he was going for a first down, but he didn't play much, to your point. I agree with you. I thought they would have played him a lot more they had uh, – they, they were getting beat up on. But, so, i uh, got to ask you, though, know, nothing to do with yesterday, but Antonio Brown, obviously everything that's been going on, just love to get your feelings on on everything that transpired with Antonio Brown from over the weekend and now that he's on the Patriots and all of the drama, the plethora of issues <laughs> with the Raiders and whatnot. Um, love to get your take on it, man.
4: Well, the, the plethora of issues, you know, when uh, you begin to look back on everything that happened, you know, I think... As he was probably on that Raiders team, he realized they probably weren't very good. And people don't turn down that much guaranteed money unless they know they're going to get money somewhere else. So it wouldn't surprise me if the last week and a half, you know, his agent Rosenhaus is working back channels, kind of seeing what was potentially out there. Should he not be a Raider if there was interest in other teams? Because I think the Patriots were interested initially, but the Steelers wouldn't trade him to a team that they, you know, even though they're not in the division, they're really a, you know, a big rival for him on like an AFC.
2: Sure, of course. On an AFC
4: scope. So I think he kind of ended up probably where he wanted to be. And yeah, he gave up really the whole second year of guarantees and the third of the guarantees in this season. But, you know, without seeing the full structure of the incentives, I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to earn back that entire $15 million that he was supposed to get this year anyway.
3: Yeah, and, and do you think it works for A.B. up in New England? You know,
4: you watch the Patriots do this. You know, you look at Corey Dillon, Randy Moss, works really well. Chad Johnson, Albert Hainsworth didn't work out really at any level. I think it's probably going to be more like the Moss-Dillon situation. A.B. still has a ton left in the tank. And the one thing he does do is he works hard on, at practice. There's a lot of ancillary things that happen, but... You never see anybody in New England ever get heavily involved with stuff in social media, and so I wouldn't be surprised. Like I don't know if they have a scrambler there with Belichick when you get, in, <laughs> uh, when you get there, I mean, but but he addresses it with the team. Like nobody really talks at you all. Know? Like, nobody leaps things out on Twitter, Instagram. like that's not a deal for them. So if it, if he doesn't do that, it will work, and I anticipate that he'll keep that under control and, and partially because of the Bill and the other part because of Brady.
2: Right, right, and Brady, as you know, I'm sure you heard this. He offered, <laughs> he offered for a while, while Antonio Brown's getting situated up there in New England for for him to stay in his house. That's pretty nice for Brady. Now, are, you, are, are
4: you guys married?
2: Yes, both, yeah, both. both of us are. Yeah,
4: yeah, both. I mean, I wonder if he ran that by his wife first. Um,
2: <laughs> you know. Good point. I, it looks like you asking you know, one of your buddies to come stay. Hey, yeah. hey, come stay for a couple of days, maybe for a week. Yeah, yeah and, right. Hey, honey, I got Mister Big Chest staying at the uh, house. Do you mind? Oh, uh, I mean Mister Big Chest. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the blonde mustache. Yeah. That <laughs> guy with Lil Wayne. No, no, but that wasn't here's a Lil the, Lil That was, was, a, I was uh, Beckham. Yeah. Lil was Wayne. Beckham, but I here, here's the
3: difference, Bobby. My house is eighteen hundred <laughs> square feet, not eighteen thousand. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, Antonio Brown could be staying there, and you'd have no idea that Antonio Brown's staying there. Oh, that's funny.
4: Yeah, that might be part of it. But yeah. I, I think Tom's, all, Tom's all in on this, I think. Yeah. If you watch the Patriots play last night, that offense is really good already, and if you add him into this, I, I'm not sure there's going to be anyone else that will be able to slow him down.
3: Um, you mentioned, you know, I thought Taz and I talked about it a lot this morning, Bobby, in, in terms of uh, one of the surprises yesterday. How about the Browns and and what was just an overall pitiful performance at home against the Tennessee Titans? All the headlines they got in the off season, sloppy game, eighteen penalties over the course of the game, Mayfield with three turnovers, three interceptions thrown. What about what you saw from the Cleveland Browns and the idea that maybe this kind of performance will be good for the Browns long term in two thousand nineteen?
4: You know, I was, I was trying to kind of avoid that and, like, keep that out of my memory. Um, and sometimes you, you get caught up trying to watch all these games yesterday. And, you know, the Browns, they came out and they played really good in their first series and looked great. And then all of a sudden stuff started falling apart. And I think, you know, Baker was trying to press in the second half. And sometimes that happens. You start throwing picks. But I was really disappointed with the Browns' defense, you know, and, and, how, and their offensive line, being able to protect Baker, get the running game going. And they let a Tennessee team really run all over them. Their tackling was bad. Like, those were the things that were more disappointing to me outside of them not really being able to score the football. You know, they moved it. They just couldn't get it going on third down. And a lot of points, a lot of parts of that is when you look at all the yardage, especially through, like, two and a half quarters when it was still pretty close, is they had tons of yards but not any points because they took they the penalties. There was a massive amount. And so they keep picking up yards, but then they keep moving back. So they weren't able to convert on third down and – it is good for them because sometimes, like, a good beating might promote some personal growth. Everybody takes a little bit of a look in the mirror, tries to figure things out. And you're, sometimes you have to actually lose the game. I think in Philadelphia and Washington, Philadelphia somehow looked like two different teams from the first half to the second half, so they were able to hopefully learn some things in a, in a win. But, you know, the thing is you go back and look at last year. These things that happen week one. You watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat up on the Saints pretty good and then all of a sudden the Saints are like the best team in the NFL five weeks later, and Tampa Bay is obviously on their way to being near the bottom. And, and so I try not to overreact in, in just the one thing. I think the Browns still have a really talented roster. I do like Freddie Kitchens. If the, turnovers, or if the uh, turnovers and the penalties continue into the next week, then you have a problem. But if he's able to get those things corrected, then I think moving forward they're going to be a team that everybody expected them to be.
2: Uh, you listen to Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Bobby Cobb, the former Cowboys linebacker and NFL analyst. Uh, one more thing, real quick, uh, Bobby on the uh, on the Browns. So about Freddie Kitchens. I mean, Moose and I were talking earlier about that. All these penalties and just tons and tons, as, as you just went over them all. Uh, not all, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Do you put that on the head coach as a former player in yourself and, and you know, the, like the lack of discipline. I mean, do you put that on Kitchens? Does does it come off like maybe Kitchens is trying to be too much of a players' coach type guy instead of a a hard ass like a bell Belichick?
4: You know, I don't know if he's necessarily you know a players' coach. I, when I listen to him talking at press conference, he was on the staff in Dallas in two thousand six, and a lot of the things he says are kind of Bill Parcells' things yeah. when he's talking publicly. Um, but it all falls on the head coach, and so. You know, the behavior you see is either taught or allowed. And so either they're coaching it or allowing it to happen. So he's got to find a way to get those things corrected. I'm sure that he will. he okay. comes out publicly yeah. and says some things that I think sound like he's in support of his players. And I, I think that he does, but th- there's a balance. And I, I do believe that he's going to try to run that team with probably, you know, so, as some of the mentors he had and, you know, Bill being one of those guys. So I, I, I would tend to believe. This is not going to be a pleasant week of practice. He's not going to be like, you know what, guys, those penalties will take care of themselves. Mm. I'm sure they won't happen twice. Gotcha. I think this will be more of somewhere where he will then screw down on his players this week so this doesn't happen again.
3: Uh, Bobby, you mentioned one of the more impressive performances. I, I agree with that. I thought the Giants would play a, a better football game than they did defensively. It was absolutely atrocious, but... From a Cowboy perspective, now the Elliott stuff is in the past. He got a little bit of burn yesterday. Prescott looked absolutely brilliant. We know what that defense can go out there and do. Offensive line, too. You had weapons. Gallup clearly is taking a step forward. You got Randall Cobb, the former veteran from the Green Bay Packers. You know, this Dallas team You know hits the ground running, which is something you want to see for a team with the expectations. Now with the Elliott contracts dispute in the rearview mirror that you want to see, that have aspirations of not only making the playoffs – but going deep into the playoffs.
4: Yeah, they, they looked really good. And I think they're a really good team. They're a very talented roster, especially now you have Zip back, and that's all in the past. And he was pretty good, especially for practicing you know, three days. then going out and playing, I mean, I, there was a little bit of rust. You could see, I think he got a little gas at points in time, so he's only going to get better. I, I, I want I, I to hesitate because so I don't think that they're a team that's going to score you know, 40 points a game every single week. Um, I think the Giants are probably a little bit better than what they showed as well yesterday. But this Dallas team is, they're one of the top two, probably the top three or four teams in the NFC. And getting to the playoffs, then it's just going to be their time to execute, which is ultimately going to fall back on Jason Garrett, who's in the contract here as well. But winning a ton of uh, regular season games, uh, if they can try to get a bye, get some home field, that's only going to help them in the playoffs. But that is ultimately where they're going to be judged right now. Not just by the fans, but by their owner who's going to be making decisions on, you know, coaching and personnel moving forward.
2: You know, uh, Bobby uh, Moose and I were talking a lot about the Cardinals in the, the Lions game. and talking about Kyler Murray. And, you know, I, I watched the, the bulk of the game, man. It, it seemed, I don't know how, I want to get your thoughts on Kyler Murray, but it seemed like, and I was saying this earlier on our show here, that Kyler just on the sideline, he just seemed disjointed. Like he didn't, on the field, it just wasn't working. He didn't have, like, any energy. And then, like... In the fourth quarter, a couple of good throws, a couple of good catches by Fitz, Fitzgerald. He Then, boom, he woke up. But uh, what were your thoughts on his performance? I mean, his numbers end up being pretty good, throwing over 300 yards. But early on, I didn't see that. But I'd love to get your take, uh, you know, from a professional standpoint on Kyle Murray. You know,
4: I think that's, it's just kind of his personality. I don't think he's a, a really outwardly emotional person. And so, you know, people compare him to Baker Mayfield, who, like, his emotions, he's got his spine. I and mean, you squeeze it, they just pour on out of there. Uh, as opposed to, you know, Kyler Murray, he's very level. And so when he's playing bad, you know, he kind of looks like he's got, you know, on his face and playing really well, making some great throws. Yeah, he might smile and get a little bit more excited. But he's not a guy that, you know, it looks to be you know, all out, really emotional. Anyway, Which there's good and bad about that, but that's just who he is. So he, You don't want to try to change that because then it will look inauthentic. He started slow. They picked some things up. Um, you know, played much better in the second half. Uh, I'm just curious to see kind of as this thing goes. The Lions are a decent team. I don't think they're the best team in the NFL by far. So, if they continue to move down this road, I'm curious to see how how this offense is going to try to adapt. Because now, the more they play, the more film they're going to have, and right. people are going to be able to figure that thing out. The more you get, the more it goes. So, it's going to have to Cliff Kingsbury to put that team in a good situation. And also on top of that, this roster isn't all that much better than last season, and so. You also need to remember that this was a bad team last year for a reason, and they're going to be a, probably a, a bad team this year. Simply due to lack of talent, if nothing else.
3: You know, Bobby, out, you know, out to uh, L.A., the, the Chargers and, uh, and the Colts game. Number one, what you saw from Jacoby Brissett, now that he is, quote-unquote, the man in Indianapolis as their quarterback. Um, and what would your message be to Melvin Gordon after watching what Eckler did uh, in that backfield, running and catching for the Los Angeles Chargers? Um, Jacoby
4: Brissett, I thought he played really well. He made some really nice throws. Uh, It was great to see because, you know, he's a guy that's put in a really tough situation. He's going to be compared to Andrew Luck. And I think he held his own. I mean, this isn't going to be 2017 for him because their offensive line is so much better. So he he carried himself very well, performed very well. And they've got the Colts have a good team. And so they have a good roster top to bottom. Having a great quarterback helps. I don't know if Jacoby Brissett could be you know, as good as Andrew Luck ultimately was, but I think he can be better than what a lot of people believe initially. And then Melvin Gordon, I mean, this I've said this, you know, multiple times, since he held out, like, the leverage between him and Zeke was incredibly different. Number one, the Spaniards don't deal with people like this. They offered him $10 million a year. I don't know what the guarantees were. He, he should have jumped on that. Um, because your leverage isn't due to how good you are. It's due to how good your backups are. And, They saw this from Austin Eckler last year. They also have Justin Jackson, who played really well. And they have a team that's built around Phillip Rivers and what he's able to do. So he's not as vital of a cog to his team as as Ezekiel is to his. As good as Melvin Gordon is, he's not – I mean, I don't think anybody is going to go out there and give them $15 million next year on the open market.
3: No, that's not the case. Bobby, we'll let you go on this. Doubleheader of Monday Night Football tonight. You know, for our audience out there, you know, what are you going to keep an eye on? Early game Saints and uh, and Texans down in New Orleans. And then you know, what will be an intriguing atmosphere out in Oakland with the Broncos going to town to take on the Raiders? Yeah, I'm, to,
4: I'm curious isn't it the Raiders how they're going to be able to move the football, like where their offensive weapons are going to be. You know, they didn't have Antonio Brown in the all camp, but I think they anticipated him getting back. So how well, Gruden's been able to tweak that offense against a pretty good Denver defense, like Vic going can have those guys, Greystop, Chubb, and Miller on the edge, and they're going to be bringing a ton of heat. How does Derek Carr respond to that? Can they block him up front? And then you look at the, the Saints and the Texans game. You know, can the Texans protect Deshaun Watson? If they can, it'll be a close game. If they can't, I think the state's end up running away from this because they've got to find a way to keep the young quarterback upright.
3: Bobby Carpenter, a former star at Ohio State, Dallas Cowboys, NFL analyst. Hey, Bobby, we appreciate the time, as always. Uh, we appreciate you hopping on here on this Monday morning. Have a good Monday a good rest of the week, all right? Thanks, Bobby. My pleasure, gentlemen. You got you. it. Uh, give me a good feeling. Yeah, good. I mean, tonight, that that atmosphere tonight, Taz, uh, Oakland and Denver mm. in the black hole, that's going to be... Yeah, th- those That's, fans are crazy as it is. I know, I know. Man, nah, they were all celebrating after Antonio Brown came. Well, what's that place going to be like? And I agree with them. If Tunsil and that offensive line can hold up, Deshaun Watson can make plays on the Saints. Yeah. Sh- that should, should be, be an all. O- that you should. I mean, it's seven o'clock Eastern time tonight. It, it should be. You should get a lot of offensive fireworks
2: between those two teams. Absolutely, that late Watson game be a
3: ten nine final.
2: Guys like us, it's a little rough the late game. The, the yeah, Broncos yes, and Raiders. The
3: Broncos Raiders. It's tough. Yes, Those I agree. 10 20 yes.
2: p.m. kickoff Eastern. Yes, you'll be, we'll be counting sheep. We will be. And yes. Then we come here in the morning and watch the game together. We sit around and pop one at 3 a.m. and watch the game. Or watch the condensed version. Oh, that too. Yes. We can do that. Yeah. And Mike. We'll pull Connor. back the curtain a little bit. There you go. I'll be there with. All right. Mike's going to be locked in, soup to nuts, the yeah. entire game. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Nonstop.
3: He's going to watch the whole th- I might watch it uh, twice. <laughs>
2: Stay up all night. Come
3: back. We got the undercard for you.
1: Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All
3: right, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Gagarin' low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. Do more brought to you by the Home Depot, the next generation of home improvement with everything you need to do projects smarter. The Home Depot, Depot, more saving, more doing. Let's take a look at a player who's doing more for his team about Pat's quarterback, the Ageless Tom Brady. Pass for 341 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers, as the Pats slammed, embarrassed the Steelers last night. Beat them by 30,
2: 33. Oh yeah, the three. You're fine. All right. Well, a lot going on. We covered a lot here in this episode, but still not done. We still. You know, this episode has been a great episode of Taz and the Moose for sure. I'd like to plug. I'm going to be dropping a uh, Taz show uh, episode 701. We'll nice. Will drop it, uh, today for any wrestling fans out there that uh, listen to the Taz show. Just so. That drops loop.
3: today. Check it out. It's going to drop
2: later on today.
3: Radio.com, Apple yeah.
2: Podcasts. Afternoon Drive Jones. Yeah, Radio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, you know, and obviously Radio.com. is said Apple Podcasts, too. So, yeah. Anywhere you get the uh, Taz and Moose, you get the, the Taz show, and a lot of people listen. Uh, you, I'm sure you see it, too, on social media. You get a lot of people tweeting about they listen to our show via podcast, which is nice. I know our podcast numbers really skyrocketed, which is beautiful. Which is a you know? great thing. Yeah. Good so sign. It's always, been, always been on the climb. You know, yeah, always. no doubt. So always. Uh, up in uh, the journey upward, right? Yeah. Some way to put it. Yeah. onward okay. and upward, as the old. That's it. Goes. Right. Yeah, Got to be positive. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's nothing but things to be positive about. I mean, my whole life and like your life, our lives are about positivity, Moose. That's what we do here. You that's know that. It. You know. All right. It's like, let's show. get to you the know, end. That's of the card. Kind of what we do. You know what I mean?
1: That is
3: every day. Haunted Taz today.
1: and the Moose present the Undercard: the stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. All
3: right, let's go, Mike. Uh, go. Uh, what happened to Syracuse versus Maryland on Saturday? A destruction. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <You're
0: welcome.
2: laughs> I, I did not expect that to go down. No, the I way. did not. Down. They embarrassed them. I know they really did. Sixty-three to twenty, wasn't it? I think.
3: And Dino Babers. Oh, man, the Terps. Syracuse quickly out of that top 25. Holy cow. Man, and as I... much as we said hello, now yes. we
2: say goodbye. Thanks for coming.
3: Yes. yes. Uh, you're right. Good point. Oh, Marilyn was ready for whatever Syracuse was throwing at him. That oh, game man. was a that game was a disaster. Yeah, dude, they put up they
2: put up 21 in the first quarter. Maryland first quarter. Did. What was the high in the Wolves. second quarter? Oh. Before Syracuse scored, what was the what, what was Maryland up before Syracuse scored? Before Syracuse, they were up 21. They were up uh was it 20, 14 nothing. 20, I'm trying to remember. 21 zip. Uh, yeah, it seems like for Syracuse. Ago. Yeah, oh, I it think it was twenty. game was over. See, Halftime seems, the game
3: yeah. was over. Crazy man. Second quarter the game was over. It really 42 was. 13 at the half.
2: 42-13 at the end. And I was really looking forward to this game. And and, and I, I watched know. it, and I didn't like, have to watch much sucked.
3: of it. No, I didn't. He could transition quickly away to something more entertaining.
2: But I'll tell you what was entertaining. It was on Michigan struggling with Army. They barely did. got by, dude. Wow. Those that West Army point team's guys. well-coached. Wow, they yeah, are. they are. They are.
3: Well-coached. They're not as athletic,
2: obviously. Michigan, tough to prepare for. Right, right, right. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Um... I know when my son was playing in the Patriot League and playing against Army and Navy. I'm telling you, those those guys, those are people that those are men and women that are defending our country. Yeah, soon. okay, they're a different breed of 19 and 20 year olds. <laughs> they're a different breed. So you hear Michigan struggled with Army. That doesn't shock me. These these kids are these men and these men on this football team for Army. These are not your, you know, these type of people. These service academy kids. I'm calling them kids, but you know what I mean.
3: No, young different, men,
2: different breed
3: of people. They, they are, know? but uh, even with all that being said, Taz, there was a there was a run there where they were an absolute doormat. Um, where they were getting they as a football program, yeah, they, they were rolled. getting yeah. they were getting rolled. I mean, every single week they were getting steamrolled, and you give that coaching staff a lot of credit. Uh, they, they found the right mix of what they need bringing in you know and, and what they need to do in order to be successful and he's really turned that program around he's turned it around against navy um in that army Navy robbery remember Navy yeah. just owned army for all those yep. years yep. Yep. Um, I remember. And, yeah and and they're 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 a good football team they did they're, they're a good football team they were a 22 point dog going on the road yeah. in Michigan yeah uh, yeah i don't I don't know if you bet Michigan lay in 22 against army then that would that was a
2: very foolish bet. Uh, There's two overtimes, and, and they end up losing, Army does. But the week prior, they beat Rice 14-7. Yeah. So, uh, you, know, they, 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 you know, they've they done they, it, around. It's
3: it's easy, obviously. They, and if you've never been up to West Point. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It's not. You can't explain it. Early fall, there. it's gorgeous. It's unbelievable. you got to go take a look. Mikey
2: Stadium right there in the water. Right on the water. It's awesome, man. Awesome. It's
3: awesome. Yep, yep. yep. All right,
0: next. Ooh. Oh. What did you make of the $350,000 watch that Odell Beckham Jr.
3: wore? Ooh. In the game, yeah, that, this is where, and I've defended Beckham a lot, Taz. This is this is just nonsense. Well, this is nonsense. I it's know. not focusing on what you need to focus in on.
2: Now, if he played really good, then we we couldn't say that. But he didn't play good, no, so we can't say that. No, he had eleven <laughs> targets. He had seven catches,
3: seventy-one oh. yards. I know he wasn't great, Taz. You should not be wearing a three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch during the
2: game. Well, if that's a mere bag of shells to you, which 350000 k is to him. No, but I I would have done it, but I, I don't make the kind of money he makes. But, yeah, I, look, I look at, it like, all can kind decide of it's his money. He can do what he wants. But I, I get your point. Three hundred fifty during the game? I, <laughs> Dude, I know. It's crazy. I mean, what are you doing? I know. I mean, I had an issue with
3: Ezekiel Ali wearing the uh, the nose ring.
2: Oh, that's nothing. How many nose rings you need to equal up $350,000? Well, I'm
3: not equating the... I, no, I know.
2: It's, it's kind just, of a weird conversation. Yes,
3: thank you. Moose, listen, great job today. Great job. Wonderful. Connor, Mike, uh, Andrew, as well. Uh, Have yourself a wonderful Monday. Peace.